evening, good afternoon, and whatever the number this. Oh no, it'll be this week because this is pre Perda uh, political. See if I can say this pre Perda political podcasts. Perfectly performed by people. And this wonderful person we have here, who is not just a prospective uh, councillor for the town and the county? Uh, for the county, I'm not standing for the town. Okay, for the, for the county. Uh, this wonderful individual, uh, he will tell you all about himself in a minute, but um, we're putting these back to back so that everyone can see all the different people that are putting themselves up for either election or re-election. So it'll be this weekend, but obviously it's on the, the web and it's on Spotify uh, and what have you for as long as electricity lasts. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the wonderful Adrian Foster. Adrian, how are you? Thank you. Thank you, Ed. It's good to meet you. Well, it's good to meet you eventually, because here's the thing. I've heard about the work you do, which you can tell the people at home all about now, because um, it's a really good uh, initiative that a lot of our young people go and partake or have in the past. Would you like to explain a little bit about the work that you do? Uh, well, I... I I moved to this area in 1979 and uh, met, uh, I, uh, because I had a young lady friend here, and we joined a club called Rotaract in those days, and that was for people who wanted to act in the community through Rotary. Perfect. Um, yeah. I had to be under 28, and I just fitted the bill at the time. <laughs> well, I'm just under 28 stone, so maybe I could still do it. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, sir. <laughs> um, and I also met my wife through Rotaract, and that's kept me in the area. <laughs> look, look, we got a lot to thank the Rotarians for. Who knew, though? They were a dating that's agency. Right. Yes. <coughs> I'll be joining soon. Um, and uh, she went to this. Sheldon Road Methodist Church. Uh -huh. And so uh, um, I, I, I joined her at that church, uh, rather than just go to two different churches. And so being um, involved with the uh, community work that the church at Sheldon Road has How done. Sorry, your, your great work at the Methodist Church in Sheldon Road. Uh, yes, so uh, I've, um, through my brother, I was involved in um, work with, ch with children from disadvantaged families and especially children with behavioral problems. Uh -huh. And um, so we joined with the Church Pastoral Aid Society and uh, we started taking 25 youngsters from the Clevedon and the Chippenham area uh, on holiday for a residential week down in uh, Somerset and Dorset. Wicked. Yeah. Um, very challenging. Yeah. Uh, a completely new experience for me at the time, uh, but very rewarding. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it sounds like we do that as well. Yeah. We, um, predominantly go to, or did go to Oxenwood, which used to be the... Yes. The Wiltshire Outdoor Pursuit, and sometimes went to Brayside, but more recently, I think we've been in using working with another organisation in Cornwall. But we're about to do a tricultural exchange with our young people to uh, with the Rotarians, actually, yeah. the Rotary in 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 Zagreb, in Croatia, and Limerick in Ireland. So if anyone's watching from those two places, Dorbodan, that's for the Irish, and how's it going to my friends in Limerick? Um, so it's quite similar. Because a lot of our work, even though we, we do work across the community in different areas with businesses as well, looking at sustainable development, our main focus is in, on young people to give them the best possible hope of, of being able to have uh, different influences that allow them to make better choices potentially and help them with some of their emotional, behavioural um, issues. So is that your full-time job then? Is it, or, or no, no, no. Um, I worked on a farm milking cows for 10 years. 
uh, when I first moved to this area, that's what brought me here. Um, and at the age of 33, I decided that at 65, getting up at five in the morning and still pulling calves out the backside of cows at nine yeah. o'clock at night, six days a week, was yeah. not gonna happen. Uh -huh. So I joined a bank and worked for a bank for 20 years. Wow, um, really? Yeah and then decided that it was time to do something different and so yeah. for the last 12 years I've been finding homes for disabled people across the country. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, which, dare I ask, which is the mo mo most rewarding part of your life there? The milking of the cows, the milking of the people through the banks, or the people going to into houses? That's uh, now from a job's point of view all three were very different and <laughs> I all imagine. three yeah. had individual rewards. Yeah, working yeah. out of doors was great, working for the bank and providing the opportunity for housing for people and giving them the opportunity they needed was that's fantastic. It. If you believe in that system, <laughs> if you believe Adrian in that system, that old system that doesn't work, the boom and bust, the, what was it, the, the uh, what were they, those mortgages that caused the, um, the 1998 Crash. What are they called? Subprime. Oh, subprime mortgages, where so we lent ninety-five percent yeah. of the value of yeah. a property to somebody who couldn't afford yeah. the five percent. And what's exactly? And what's the um, and what's the, the latest government initiative? I think any time the government gets involved and interferes with the mechanics of the market, yeah. you're going to influence the market in a disproportionate way, mm. and it will cause problems later on. You believe in the market as well, don't you? I, be I believe to. S I, I'm. I didn't approve of Thatcherism, but yeah. I do believe that pe things will find their own settlements. Yeah. And my biggest and strongest views are that we should be spending substantially more money than we are on social housing. Not affordable housing, social as housing, all yeah, of the yeah. purports say yeah. about creating deposits for first-time buyers yeah. to buy. Yes, it's lovely to own your own home and have yeah. control, but it, it's a financial time. If we provided social housing in larger numbers, the yeah. cost of housing would come down dramatically yeah. and people wouldn't be paying the very high rents they pay in private, private rents at rent the present rent. moment. Which okay. is well, we can agree on that. I agree with you. I think that there should be a house for everyone before anyone's allowed to have a second home. I think how awkward that's going to be telling the uh, uh, Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth, you know your holiday home up in Scotland? It's gone because you can only have one home till everyone else in this country is housed. What do you think about that, isn't it? It's a, very, it's a new and radical view. Oh, I'm new. I'm not, no, I'm not <laughs> new. I'm quite radical. I'm not new. And I'm not, I don't, I, I, I don't know if you know, I don't assign myself to any political or religious, uh, you know, order or, um, what can I call it? Theory or, or ideology. I do, however, as you know, work amongst people. So I can see at first hand some of the challenges. I know you do. I know. I, I know you do because I know, as I say, young people that go from can do go to your youth club. And if you hadn't been providing that, there ain't a lot more going on around here. The bridge centre has gone. The, you know, the, the the actual provision for our young people, particularly with with now this yeah. tidal wave of mental health that's about to hit us all, and is starting to hit. To be fair, I think your idea of social housing is a, is, a, is absolutely right. How would you do that? Well, so you know this this latest idea which hopefully has been rejected just on environmental grounds, if nothing else. These, this new distributor road, these, these where's Louis? Just sort of look at Louis. Louis falls over and faints in a minute because he hears this, me say this in every interview because it's important now, only because of, of, of the amount of money that's involved. These new, this new distributor roads with these new ha homes, what are you saying about that? What? 
Well, there are, di there are quite a lot of different views from uh, people coming from different angles throughout the whole of Chippenham. Yeah. Uh, I've lived in the area for a long time and always believed there should be a link road from the A4 through to the motorway that doesn't come through the centre of town and cause mm. all the uh, pollution that cars do. Mm. Um, and I can remember when the high street was the only means of getting in and through yeah, the town. Yeah, no, absolutely. Saturday mornings was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I personally believe there should be a link road, um, but I don't approve of seven and a half thousand houses the size of Calm being dumped on the outskirts. Uh, that's of that's the part of it. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. If we're really going to want to meet our, and there is a climate emergency. Now I've been in this sustainable development game for 23 years, and I, I'll say it. I'll say it again because I think it's people don't understand some of the work that we do. I was told then that it was 30 years before there was a pivotal point being hit by humanities. It's only for humanity, remember. This is the bit, again, if we poison our planet, the planet just keeps spinning a thousand miles an hour into infinity. We as a species won't be able to continue. So it's in our vested self-interest not to not only build new roads, not to have transport that pollutes, because that's the problem. The problem that you've identified is pollution, not people's what and also in, a, in an era when people are going to have less jobs they're going to be localized presumably i think we need to be investing in our local communities we, we need to not be talking about infrastructural money hs2 and all those good things because at this moment in time we're going to need to spend every last penny on mental health uh, related uh, challenges from right across the, the community is that boring? I've both spoiled myself no, saying that. Carry on. No, Sorry. I think the um, pandemic will have created, and we won't know or we won't see that until we, we are allowed to, to, to go back to a nearer to normal life. The uh, people being pent up in their houses for 13, 15 months, yeah. uh, it'll be very difficult for them to change and adapt back quickly to going into supermarkets with a large number of people when yeah. you've had uh, yeah. to shopping to delivery and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was Chair of Trustees of Olive Branch, which is based here in Chippenham, which is for mental health uh, uh, counselling. And um, they managed to keep going throughout the whole of the pandemic mm. by changing to telephone appointments. Yeah. And, and to some extent, we've all learnt new efficient ways of doing things yeah. and achieving more. But prior to the pandemic, mental health awareness was high, but the service provided by the community was small. Yeah. And the waiting list, if you are on NHS, is like a year or so away. Absolutely. And you need that now. Yes. And it's relied like on the voluntary uh, sector, such as Olive Branch yeah. and other Willow Branch, uh, Willow, uh, Willows in uh, Swindon, in meeting that need. Yeah. Because this, uh, uh, National Health will provide you with six Appointments. That's right. And then yeah. you're on your own. Yeah. A lot of people need a year or so Absolutely. of constant appointments yeah. to get through that. Yeah. And we're going to see more and more of that. Yeah. And so, yes, money still needs to be spent to overcome this pandemic after the pandemic. Absolutely. Not so, so I agree with you completely. As you know, part of what we do at Candle Arts is also around mental health, because it has to be, isn't it? Because we're dealing with human beings, but we have a specialist counsellor. But how we approach it is quite, it's quite subtle. So... Our provision is based on each individual mm. person. It, it could be a homeless person or it could be a young person. It doesn't matter. The idea is about doing a, a, an assessment with that person in order about what their needs are. Sometimes it is home housing, but they're all related, aren't they? And you know this again. Oh, the, the, the all these things are related. If you haven't got a safe a, a, a sanctuary, shall we call it, to, yeah. to exist, 
that has a massive effect on your mental health. So homelessness is a massive one. It was before the pandemic, during and after. Although, isn't it interesting that at a flick of, flick of a switch, there was no more people homeless in this country? Mm. Isn't that interesting? I, when, it, when, it was a, when it was kind of potentially a risk to have people out on the streets for everyone else, they were given homes or given spaces, but when it was deemed that they weren't a risk to anyone else but themselves, they were allowed to suffer and die on the streets. What sort of society are we living in, Adrian? Help me, I'm going to have a cardiac arrest. <laughs> but that, that's another... There's nothing funny about that. I'm dying here, though, Karen. But that's another area that will need to be addressed. Um, yeah. I'm aware through the Methodist Church we have uh, what used to be called Bristol Road, Bristol Road Methodist Centre, where uh, the homeless used to come, and we were they were providing a hundred meals a week yeah. uh, to the homeless. Yeah. And before the pandemic, that had increased to two hundred and fifty a week. Before the pandemic. Before the wow. pandemic. Yeah. And now, because of the pandemic and the churches not being open and not having mm. the funding they had, that project can no longer continue. Yeah, I don't. So yeah. there needs to be something. In I place get it, but I, I, the, the whole away. thing, you know, no disrespect to everyone, you, and you know, you can punch me if you want. I don't agree with, uh, I don't, I've been through the whole religious, the whole organised religious um, scenario in my own life. Mm. And I've got religious schools and I've come to the conclusion that if, let's leave the Methodists out mm. of this, not because you're sitting there, but you and I both know that they have complete, bizarrely, completely different methodologies, very different. Isn't John Wesley that started the Methodists? Uh, yes, but you've got to remember with all the churches and the same with Rotary and uh, Sir Optimist and all the other organisations, yeah. The majority of the work they do are because they're community-based and yeah. they want to help the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't tend to segregate from who they would no, provide. No, no, no. It would be a crazy world if they did. If on the one hand they're saying, they're going around, just saying Christians, going, look, this is geezer called Jesus, he won't run, and he preached this idea of sharing and everything. How it's manifested in our world. Now, I'm an Irish Catholic, which is, trust me, if you wanted to have double amounts of guilt and everything else, have an Irish Catholic upbringing and see what you look like. Gorgeous, thank you. Point is, Vatican, as it, what it represents physically, when you talk about homelessness, it's one of the richest organisations in the world. The Church of England in this country. The Church of England are talking about, hey, man, we get some of our uh, land so that we can build social housing. What century did they start thinking that? Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, I entirely agree. You know yeah, what I mean? um, yeah the, the CPS, who, who I do the work with the children through, yeah. was set up by Lord Shaftesbury. Uh -huh. Now, Lord Shaftesbury uh, was appalled that the way he ran, his, his father ran the estate. Yeah. And the first thing he did was improve the housing for all his workers. And that's why you still have the Shaftesbury Society in London. Yeah. You have the Peabody Organisation yeah. who provided housing for those, uh, for the majority yeah. of the population, yeah. not just for the few. Yeah, and it's taken yeah. people as strong as that to make things change in this country. Yeah. You know, look at Wilberforce changing, sending children up the chimneys and things Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, although I still person. like a little bit of getting the young people around our office doing some jobs. Look at, they're looking at me now. They don't do anything, look at them. They're laughing, they've got me to make the coffee today, Adrian. It's a disgrace, a disgrace I tell you. It's a skills learning exercise, Ed. Yeah, yeah, me, for me, <laughs> yes. Now listen, so I, anyone knows me, uh, they, some people think I'm a socialist or some sort of crazy, uh, I'm not, I'm not politically aligned, and I, as I said, I was indoctrinated into the Irish Catholic church and I got out there by the skin of my teeth. I respect everyone equally and I don't care if they're Muslim or they are Jews or they are Catholics, although I, I kind of have to put that bit of them 
to one side because I'm still just dealing with a human being that has all sorts of influences and potential power to change what they do. Not their religion, they can be religious if they want, that's up to them. I'm on about the idea of these massive institutions that are incredibly wealthy, that build all sorts of manner of church or cathedral, wear incredible outfits, and yet they're preaching about sharing. When it, like, common sense would tell you that if you didn't build all these, uh, all these buildings and what have you, you'd have more money to share amongst the poor. It's just a really obvious thing. Do you know but what I'm saying? You have to be careful. And I I'll never be careful, Adrian. <laughs> Not in this world or any other that might come along. <laughs> I agree with you entirely. Uh, Organisations like the Church of England have massive resources, yeah. capital resources. Yeah. They have massive commitments as well. They keep all our parish churches going. I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. They, I would uh, change them into social, social space. I wouldn't have them. I, I would go, guys, we've had a laugh. We've had, you know, Lambeth Palace. We've up, we have our ermine, we have all this. It was wrong, it's arrogant, it's egotistical. We should have just been, and, and they don't have to, they don't have to do any of these things. But I mean, is they haven't done it, to my thought. All they should do is get rid of the churches and work with people or use those buildings as places to home or to educate or to keep people safe oh. without indoctrinating them. Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm going off on this religious one, but I don't you're, mean you're, to. You're getting hung up on the wrong points. Oh, do you uh, think? When it comes to village and community yeah. churches, that yeah. to some communities is the only hub they have. Yeah, but you're, and when yeah. that works, yeah. it works well. I don't yeah. disagree with you that the yeah. churches should be yeah. seven-day-a-week churches. They Absolutely. should be open to the community hours. during the week. They should have yeah. loos. They should cool. have showers. Oh, well, okay. You well, know, they should be functional properties yeah. for the community. Yeah. They're there. Don't just demolish them and No, no, I don't them. want to demolish them. Use them. Of art. Change oh, them. Oh, no, no. Let's be really clear. I agree. I don't want them to be demolished. I don't want the churches to be demolished. Or, or people, if people want to ha have a religious whatever, good luck to them, that's fine. Um, I'd suggest that they, you know, looked at a wider picture and, you know, and asked some questions about what they believe with regard to all sorts of stuff. But that's only part of what we're talking about. You're a good man that's doing good in society. You don't need to, no one needs to say to me, Adrian Foster, vote for him because he's a Methodist. I'm much more interested in your ideas around social homes, social houses, not, not that you're trying to get my phone, but social homes, the stuff that you do in the community as a yes. human being. You don't have to be a Methodist to do it, like I don't have to be a oh. failed Irish Catholic to when, do what I do. When you look at when the pandemic came last March, right at the beginning, um, the food bank here in Chippenham yeah. was run by Chippenham Churches Together, yeah. and the volunteers that were doing it were all over 70. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, yeah. They had to isolate, oh, cool. so there was yeah. nobody yeah. in the food bank to run the food bank yeah. at the time it was most needed. Yeah. An appeal went out. It, uh, we were fortunate. One of the, um, the Rotarians is a minister, and he shared that appeal with the Rotarians. Mm. And suddenly, three or four of us went down uh, as spouses. Oh no, I've seen it because we we but, use the hall, don't we? It's that yeah. food's in that place. Yeah, cool. All, but, yeah, all, not dependent on them being religious, is what that's saying. right. Right. So, so, so putting that aside. Putting all those religious aspects aside, because you're not trying to, well, you, you don't have to defend your religion, and, 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 and I was going to say bless you for trying, but <laughs> that just sounds ridiculous. I don't remember doing so. I no, think no, it was you that was no, saying no, that yeah, one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying you don't feel like you have to. Talk about, uh, talk about all the principles around the political aspect of what, because is this the first time that you're running for office? It is, yes. What, what spurred you on this time then? I'm interested uh, in that. I, I, I've always changing the subject. Yeah, somewhere. no, no, I've always supported the Liberal Democrats, even at a 17 or 18 year old. I can remember my father having us all in the lounge folding 
uh, leaflets and putting them in envelopes before they're all posted and delivered and all that sort of thing. Uh, and I've always been a strong, having strong views of, uh, I believe that, as you mentioned earlier, that we, we, we need a good market force for businesses to survive and thrive. But they have to do ethically. They have to do in a compassionate way mm. because there is a whole society that we have to support. And yeah, but we don't need a market to do that. So I don't agree, I don't agree with capitalism. I, and I'm not I'm a communist. Not, I'm not promoting yeah. that yeah. side of it. So the I'm market saying. thing for me... Is, 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 is smoke and mirrors. Ah, but you see, you need businesses to be able to employ people. People need employment. So what happened before Employment gives people the freedom to make their own choices, their freedom to stand on their own two feet. If you provide social housing at an yeah. affordable cost, yeah. you pay a social wage, i.e. a living wage, which yeah. is high enough to support yourself without benefits. Yeah. And oh, you have yeah. a system and a society like that. People become uh, independent, they become empowered to yeah. do things. If you have a system like we have at the present moment where mm. it's impossible to break out of that social structure, yeah. then you're never going to achieve your goal. No, okay. So but all I'm saying to you is, if, if humanity depended on market forces to survive, we would have all died during the 1929, whatever it was, failing of the thing. It happens all the time. People's lives are destroyed by... And it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? By, by the idea of creating just wealth for the sake of creating wealth. It's not, it's not shared oh, appropriately. But that's, that's, that's probably where we differ, you see. I, I, we've relied very heavily in the past on philanthropists to achieve things like Carnegie and the libraries, Peabody and the housing in London. Whereas if we have a strong social yeah. government that can manage business as well, yeah. then you don't need them because you can set the rules I and the guidelines to I, achieve I would take, that yeah. goal. I, I would take all the money off the menu. But money is a ridiculous thing. The point, point of the matter is, we need shelter, we need food, we need clean air, and not necessarily in this order. Let's just say we need clean air, water, shelter, food, right? As a basic for survival. Mm. You don't need Peabody or anyone else to be exploiting you to create that. We've got land and we can grow food. So actually we can change the system where we don't invest in and gamble in, in foreign markets or, or, or offshore investments, which is appalling. Uh, yes, that, no, that's We've also just in 2015 just compensated the slave owners, yeah, mm. of which allegedly David Cameron's, Cameron's family got their wealth from, from owning slaves and they were compensated. And we've only just as a country Paid them off in 2015. What an appalling, that's Shaftesbury as well, isn't it? Not that he was, but, and, and Wilberforce. But if you, yeah. if you have a, a structured society with a financial package, you know, uh, we got a budget today. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how balanced it is yeah. and whether it takes it off the rich and gives it to the poor well, or whether it helps the yeah. middle class get to be bigger and stronger. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. it, we will see. But that's the sort of thing yeah. that we need to change. No. What did it say it? Because you're, you're you're going for it. You're go, which who you represent? Sorry, you represent the Liberal Democrats. Which area? It, the Sheldon area. Because Sheldon that's area. the community that I've worked in and reached out to. And I think, and I think that's that's, that's perfect. It and makes I know sense. The people there, of course, they, and they know you, yeah. which is as important. I've, and I feel very much about local democracy with people uh, having having MPs and stuff uh, um, parachuted into uh, into into uh, into town uh, or constituencies. It's just ridiculous mm. on any level. It's, that's obviously for party politics to get a, to, for them to be able to have majorities but in reality 
you in the community where people know you and know what you're trying to achieve and that they know that you know what they're going through is really mm. important. So I, I'm a but bit supportive But it's that. a diverse population even in Sheldon, so they're yeah. all coming from different angles. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is where I don't think communism works. I don't, I don't think communism's ever been tried personally, you know, but I'm not even talking about that. So imagine where, I'm only talking about something. Where I with you. But you can't, because I've never invented, I'm, I'm still inventing the process of what I'm talking about. It's never been tried. But you're Keep saying that, that if individuals who are capable of making large amounts of money, if you've got people who are capable of being uh, entrepreneurs, yeah. we need to encourage them. We need to give them incentive to do that, but we also need to make sure that what they do is yeah. socially acceptable yeah. and that it supports the whole of the community. Yes, I agree, and we can talk about royalty in a minute. No, we won't. <laughs> Give me some of your policies. Yeah, if we're going to have, and we will have housing developments, because we, you, you only have to go through uh, even the towns around here at the present moment. If you, have, if you haven't been through Melksham or you haven't been through Westbury prior to the pandemic, yeah. and you now go through it, there's whole housing estates that you've never seen before. Yeah. You know, so they will continue to build to meet this housing need. That yeah, but I, I, I don't know that there is a housing need. What there is a need is, so here's the truth. If the, if it's all, it's run by developers who, are co of course, who are in the throw of, of politicians who, who use their finances to get elected to give their mates contracts to make the HS2, which is another unnecessary, uh, that we just, it's crazy. Developing for the sake of development. There hasn't, the houses aren't ecosystem houses either. They're not even sustainable in a way. They are really just sort of exercises in uh, financial, what do I want to call it? Financial, I'm going to say jiggery-pokery, but it's not jiggery-pokery. It's a way of creating a perceived need to create a false uh, idea of uh, A, that we're being legislated for. Your idea of social housing is like a council house, essentially, isn't it? Do you think? Is that what you it, it, it is, isn't it? Yes. It's like that, that, that's the title yeah. that people would know from my generation, my generation when I was well. young. Yeah. Uh, it's called social housing now because the finances <coughs> is provided by housing associations Which is rather than by councils. Yeah, but where did the money uh, come from for council? Let's be uh, clear about uh, this. Uh, where does the money come from? Uh, it used to come from a, a housing corporation. Yeah, but where does the money really come from? It comes from taxpayers. There you go. So every time we're talking about, what we're talking about is people and that how other people prioritise the people's money. Ah, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. What, you mean uh, there can be social got, housing? You've got pension funds and insurance companies yeah. who are now getting involved them. with social housing. Deal away with pensions. They're putting the money in yeah. for social housing. Now, there have been rules about the percentage that housing associations could pay, which was like 4 or 5%, yeah. uh, and that's changed over the years, which controls and makes sure that the money they are borrowing is sustainable. Yeah. But we haven't allowed access to that. Now, you think... The right to buy gave people their own homes and it bought votes for the party that introduced yeah, yeah. it. Delusion. And therefore yeah. it was done for political reasons, not for social reasons. But the money from the house sale of those houses wasn't, wasn't then used there to build more social housing. So all you're doing is reducing the, the pot. And that's what they want, because yeah. they want it to become a privatised thing, like the National Health Service, like everything else. But you can't say there isn't a need for housing. Oh, I didn't if say, you I'm look saying at that some they, families you know, where young couples are getting married and they can't afford to rent, yeah. and they're still living with mum and dad, I agree. there's two households there in one, oh, both of them wanting a what, new house to be built. I'm sorry to call you mate, I was a bit presumptuous. Um, after this, I've been called lots of things yeah, by it's our good. kids in the past. <laughs> yeah, it's good. well, so have I. If it's the same thing, I want to know. They're probably the same kids. Um, the the thing, I guess, I'm I, I'm uh, I'm you know uh, conscious of, of of coming from as an immigrant as well is that 
just the whole idea that we, we can we can even have a discussion about the need for housing because there's loads of empty houses there's second homes there's all these communities that people have got you know homes that live in london and live in parts of wiltshire if if we if only if everyone went back to the idea that wait until everyone's got housed and then see how many people in brownfield sites as well we can't keep churning up the land we need also i think ever more to be mindful of that we need to teach, uh, we're able to facilitate young people to learn how to grow food. So we need county farms back so we can supply locally seasonally uh, made food crops uh, for our communities and the wider community. Forget about uh, Europe, forget about deliveries from across the world because environmentally we can't even sustainably forget about anything about whether the borders are shut. Um, we need to do much, much more localised um, Everything really, but co that's, coming together that's a as a nice fluffy view. Not fluffy, man. Oh, I'm hardcore. Yes, it is. I'm you, hardcore. I'm uh, literally hardcore. I'm going against the church, the uh, royals, all the political services. That's not fluffy, man. This is like this is based on real. No, experience. it's a farming one. I come from oh, yeah. a farming background. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned the small community farms. No, not small uh, community farms. The, the county, county farms, farms where people did apprenticeships. See these people here that have been annoying yes. me all day. Get them out in the land. Yep. Get them out there, particularly these two. Get those two out of the land. Jess, you're going out there as well to, to learn how to hay bale, to learn how to, 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 to create what we need, not slave labour, but as opposed to the idea that you're going to have industrial jobs or jobs which now, even through the pandemic, have been proven to be unnecessary. Ask yourself, what were you doing during the pandemic? What did you do during the war, Father? Um, I was actually making some hay. That's good. But... You know what I mean? People were, weren't doing anything. They must be going absolutely crazy because all of a sudden, what they deemed before were told by society was valid and really important. They go, uh, actually, you know what? That's going to go by the wayside. Now, that could be any, any, any sort of job. Back to my point, we need food, so we need to grow it. We do, but we need to grow it in a sustainable way. I worked way. on a farm as well, by the yes. way. And I it needs farms. to be economically viable. Of course. You know? But it will and be. If smaller it's, if, units yeah. are not economically valuable. Yeah. And if you put up the cost of food yeah. to cover I'm the not. cost of production on no. smaller farms, no. then the poor can't afford not. food. Only the poor. It's only available for the rich. It's, listen, I have, it's, only, listen, it's only for the poor I'm talking. The, other one, the, the top 1%, whoever they are, can go to wherever they get their food. I'm talking about food, housing, and every other part of survival, including interesting arts and music and what have you, shared by everybody, everyone having an equal access to it. So no more private schools, no church-funded schools, none of that, no, no boarding schools. Boarding schools, I mean, come on. I work with kids in care. The last thing anyone wants to be doing is separated by the parents. By their parents. Oh. Separated by their parents. Separated from the parents. No, no. Tell me you went to a boarding school and you no. enjoyed it. I, I, I'm, I'm, you. Going, I'm going to disagree with you there. That because in different circumstances, yeah. different people need different things. When Ralford School was just Ralford School, a yeah. school for children with learning needs and brilliant. other, other needs, yeah, yeah, brilliant. it had a residential unit. Yeah. Now that worked. Now some of ah, those yeah, children yeah. were residential there because... Yeah. In, within the family unit, they That's weren't getting the attention they thing. needed. They weren't getting the support. Listen to me, agreeing with you. Yeah, I agree with so you. There so there are that, residential schools. So when we define, yeah, 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 when we do, we define, we define a very different thing. That that sometimes it's respite as well, isn't it? So but it was this council yeah. that withdrew that. Oh, they look, took away listen, the residential. I, listen, I get you. We yeah. work with Springfield. We work with Downlands, where and and, and Notton, all wonderful schools, all yeah. residential, and the work that we're able to do. 
because of the relationships that a lot of those specialist staff had with those people because, let's face it, they were surrogate parents. I'm on about well-adjusted, posh kiddies, if you like, being separated by money from the parents. Children with separation issues, and Boris is definitely one of them, turn out to be quite sociopathic. It's a fact. So the idea that you as a parent listening out there with lots of money think that the idea of sending your children away to Eton or anywhere else is a fundamental... We'll look back in history and we'll go, wow, that was such a not a good, nice thing to do. And what was the result? Lots of sociopathic, unempathetic politicians that give, poli give, give all sorts of contracts to their friends because they're locked into the idea you can't, you can't rely on relationships and love. Uh, that, from that side of it, vote I don't me, disagree vote me, at all. Vote me, no, okay. <laughs> vote him, yeah. vote him. Yeah, you don't, I don't disagree at all. Because Radford if you, is a fantastic if you place. separate children right yeah. from the beginning, from the, the community, the whole community, yes and segregate them, yeah. they'll never understand the other elements yeah. in that community. Yeah. And until you know and understand how different parts of the community work, you'll never know what is the right thing yeah. to do to help them. Yeah, no, you know, yeah. And that's, so we agree on lots of things secretly. So the wealthy need help just as much as the oh, poor need yes, help. Please, don't, don't <laughs> listen. I've got friends who are members of the aristocracy. I love them dearly. If there was a, if there was a, a, a violent, and I don't agree with violence at all, if there was a violent uprising tomorrow, I would actually defend them as my friends uh, with emotionally, right? See, physically from harm, but ideologically, it's not their fault that they happen to be born into that, right? So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to separate people and say if you were born rich, you haven't got. No, we we, we had work experience uh, a chat from Harrow, one of the nicest, well-adjusted, absolute fantastic human being. So I agree with you. I'm not saying eat the rich or beat the rich or retreat from the rich, I'm saying forget that as a, as a way of looking at, not you, but society, of valuing people by what they've earned or they've inherited, which is even worse. And when you've inherited it via the slave trade, give it all back and say sorry on behalf of your ancestors. So, so my question is, why are we still having grammar schools? I, what, do you think they should not have them? I, should, I've never approved of them Good since lad. I was this high. Good lad, I was smaller than that. I didn't know what they were. I said, no, <laughs> spending, no. Spending 20% yeah. of the uh, educational fund on 80% of the children yeah. and 80% wow. on 20% because Bo they him. If you're in Sheldon, vote his geezer. He's, <laughs> what he's saying is completely and utterly true. It's crazy. We've got to separate people so they can rubbish, man. Just look. Just treat each individual as equal and do to, do, do to them, do with them what you would do with your own children. So if you think that, that the uh, 15 uh, pupils in the classroom is a good idea, then it's a good idea for everyone, isn't it? Mm. So I keep going on that one. Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> but you, I totally agree with you. I'm excited that I do. Yeah. I'm excited. Just but you know, this, is, this argument has been going since I was 19, so that's 40-odd yeah, years, and we still have it. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and until we resolve issues like yeah. that, then we're not going to have a full and equal yeah. society. No, I agree. And, and, and it's like, it's like um, when you hear about Amazon paying less in tax yeah. than their staff are claiming in <sighs> benefits. That's never right. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. You, know, you shouldn't be doing a full week's wage yeah. and working full time and yes. still have to claim benefits. That's the wage should appalling. be sufficient to support it. And if we're not prepared to pay enough yeah. for that service, then Don't we shouldn't it. be having I that agree. service. This guy, people, a few things we slightly disagree with. Oh, he put the gun down, yeah? I'd love it if there was a guy who wouldn't love this. Just stop it. Right. Give me, give the audience your 
top reasons to be elected. What, why? I mean, I love you already. And I've, I've heard about your work before, so I'm slightly biased, and I, you know, I'm a fan of yours. So, but I've never had the pleasure of meeting you. And lot, some, there will be some people that are voting who won't know you. So, so what would be your CV? You said the environment and climate change, and I bless you for it. Social housing, absolutely. What else? I, I want to see more businesses and more industries in Chippenham. I want to see the council change its attitude to allowing the development of business sites. You know, the number of times we see objections to companies have left here. You know, um, we had a motor manufacturer up on Bumpers Farm and they, they couldn't expand here in Chippenham, so they've mm. moved to Trowbridge. Mm. You know, you've got Herman Miller have gone to Melksham mm -hmm. because they couldn't expand here. We need those businesses here. If we're going to have people living here, we don't want them travelling hundreds of miles to get to work. We want mm. them travelling short distances to get to work, cycling or walking to work. Yeah. And that will help the environment a lot more. Yeah, it know. depends what they're manufacturing, though. If they're manufacturing death rays, we'd all be in trouble. However, okay, so economically, what else? I'd like to see a more equal society here in Chippenham. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see the council spent not holding back the money they've been given by the government to spend on community and enhance the community and support them through the pandemic, uh, the pandemic yeah. period. To, to have come out with £17 million in reserves extra during this pandemic yeah. period. It, it, it's like saving for the sunny day, not saving for the rainy day and spending it on the rainy yes. day. Yeah. You know, and the only people that will suffer when you do things like that is those who can't afford it, Absolutely. not those who can't. Absolutely, and then that, that sets off a whole negative yeah. path, and, and not just for them, but for the, the families and the society that they live in. So if, you, if anyone's interested in the quality of life, trust me, if everyone in your society feels okay and part of it, they're less likely to damage your property and your person. Okay, I say that from first-hand uh, experience. Right, well, so, uh, the, so the, the an equitable the society. The cut in the budget. 75 million pounds on distributor roads and new houses. Don't worry about it, Boris. Give it to this geezer and some other people just to, uh, for, for social housing and for mental health. Carry on. I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, I had to say, I had to say it. Right, we, we talked about, you talked about building uh, businesses. So we've got businesses, social housing, we've got... Uh, oh, you see, the cut in the youth budget, yes. I think is totally wrong. Yeah. You know, uh, Wesley Housing Association, the predecessor of Green, Green Square, Square. Yeah. had four employees. Yeah. And it had Pete at the Bridge Centre supervising and managing those from the county point of view. Yeah. And there was support then for the youth and their, their needs. Can I tell you something? Interesting little fact. A. Candy Watts used the bridge centre more than the, the youth service and we never got core funding. And we used to do all the training for Green Square. We trained when they, when they actually became, uh, um, when they amalgamated with the Oxford housing. Mm. So we did the training for them. We used to run a, a successful NEAT, not an education, employment or training programme with Green Square as well, which won uh, district awards for its all sorts. And, uh, uh, won the awards for me being gorgeous. No, when I say all sorts, it was just a really beneficial thing. Actually, the youth service, some of the, some of the uh, people involved were, were useful and no doubt about it. But in truth, the, 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 the county or any county, we work up and down the country, shouldn't be providing services. They should be getting people who are really good at it involved, like ourselves and there's a few other organisations. And I'm, I'm not big in this stuff, I'm just telling the truth. We used the bridge centre, and we got no core funding, mm. more than the youth service, who at the time, I think when I come back to this county, they, I don't know, the budget must have been about five million. 
Now, I get your point. In theory, having a youth service or having whatever sounds like a really good idea, but not willy-nilly and the type of, oh, if, if you, I knew all the, the, the youth workers, they were so, the morale in the youth service was absolutely, and I used to go on holiday, I used to go on weekends with them. They were broken by the, the bureaucracy. That, I'm going to say, it, yeah. I, you know, I've seen how civil servants work and I've seen how uh, it makes it uh, almost impossible to achieve anything because of the yeah. amount of paperwork yeah. administration. That's it, you're right. And we you're get right. that with the Church Pastoral yeah. Society, the risk assessments I have to do. But we do. We know, have to do all those things as well. Of course. So, so do we. the volunteer so. sector can provide that, yeah. but they need a budget to do it. And yeah. if the council doesn't provide oh, a budget right, for it, let's, okay, then it can't cool. be distributed. Okay, let's clarify them. I agree with you. There should be a youth budget. To get your five million for, for, for thing, that's ridiculous. It should be something probably if you're going to accommodate for all sorts of people from all sorts of mm. background, special needs, physically, emotionally, mentally. We're talking about a, a, a youth budget of about 50 million, 50 million every year just in Wiltshire. That's to accommodate children from zero straight through to I would say about 25. I think, mm. but all sorts of apprenticeships, all sorts of, 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 of um, community interest country, countries, hello, there's a country, we've got some community and we're interested, well, come to tea, the Queen will make it for you, that you'd have uh, all sorts of um, locally, locally financed initiatives, kind of what you're talking about in a way, but with a, and the ethical aspect of it, the social, ethical, environmental um, aspect of it. So it could be all sorts of whatever it would be, but apprenticeships that involve locally sourced products as well that are going to be of benefit to the individuals that are making them or creating them and to their families in the community. So definitely agree with you on the youth budget. I just don't think they should be. I just, you know, no disrespect to anyone that's been worked for a county council because I've met some brilliant individuals and there are still individuals that work for them, but it's just... The, the whole process, and, the, and, and I guess it's the, you, you've come up against this in different areas, how slow it can be. Well, you, you need to, to respond at the speed of need. You know what I mean? You can't sort of, oh, oh yeah. we've got a need now, and let's talk about it, have a good thing, and we're going to put this um, this training down through you, you, permeates you, 10 you years You can't later. then bracket the money either, because the need is, is diverse. Yes. You know, you're going to have people, you, you have children from all social backgrounds yes. that need assistance and I help. Agree. This is not saying it needs yeah, to be spent on the yeah. low income and the high, yeah, yeah. or the high just income. Need. It, just need, just where based. the need is, and the needs based different response. needs. Of course, so yeah. exactly. So we, we you couldn't prioritise less. And, and this is an analogy I use a lot. Okay, so you'll get this, I'm sure. The kids on fire. Yeah, there's a kid that's on fire. There's a kid that's near them that is being slightly affected by the heat of that kid. And there's a kid over here dancing in the sunshine. Who do you help first? Presumably the person that's going to be able to solve the problem. Well, you do, if you're a, if you're a, a big thinker like yourself, and I'm going to vote for you, I'm moving the show <laughs> just to vote for you. Here's the bit. You obviously, if a, a child's on fire, you try and put the fire out, right? And then obviously you're going to deal with a kiddie that was slightly burnt and was looking at and traumatised, and the kid over there, bless them, it's not their fault that they're not on fire. Now, of course, the, the immediate response is you, 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 you put out the kid on fire, but you're also talking and alluding to, I'm presuming, the idea that you would legislate for planning so that children didn't spontaneously set on fire. In other words, you would ensure that all children could dance in the sunshine 
without fear of being set alight. And of course, the, the fire is an analogy for lack of care, burning anger, um, feeling of rejection from society, feeling the need, and I've worked in prisons, that actually their only way to acquire those material goods that they're advertised 24-7 on the internet and everywhere else is to rob from people who might come from a different background, but they've definitely got something because they wouldn't rob them if they didn't. Uh, but that's why we take children who uh, come from uh, well-heeled backgrounds, yeah. uh, have not needed or wanted for anything, yeah. with us on a holiday so we, do, we do the same thing. The, the, yeah, the, we do the same the thing. The disadvantaged yeah. children learn from them both, what both, it both. is that yeah. makes them tick, yeah. and they yeah. learn of what, why they do yeah. things and why they yeah. need to do that, and yeah. we can then resolve those no, issues. No, absolutely. So our group that we took to America, 17 young people, seven of them were in care, but it didn't make any difference, because the point being is that the 17 young people, as you're saying, all had their different skills, their needs, and their, but they were equal. They were having the same mm. opportunity, and they were able to witness the Grand Canyon as much as they were able to do the theatre production that we took out there as well, because they were, in fact, there was a part of the play which was about kids going into care. Who played the kids going into care? Not the kids that were in care. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, so they could empathise. Yeah, learn the role. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're, we're, we're very much on but, the same... But that budget, on the same, yeah. people will see that budget as being spent on the youth, but it's not. It's being spent on the whole community. Because if you deal with the issues in society yeah. for the young people, yeah. it's not on the street. That's it's it. not causing well a nuisance. Said, sir. Well said. I can remember at Derry Hill they were complaining about the children bouncing their football off of their garden wall all the time. Yeah. Well, if you provided a, a, a facility yeah. where they could do that yeah. in peace and quiet and not interrupt yeah. everybody else, yes. then the whole of society benefits, yeah. you know, and that's why we yeah. need this investment. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I totally agree with you. It's fantastic, this geezer. Seriously, no, seriously, you're... Nobody's ever listened to me before. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally, I totally agree with you. Okay, anything else you'd like to say before we... Because uh, it's quite cold in no, here. No, I think we've covered most of the areas yeah? I'm passionate about. <laughs> well, I tell you what, fair play to you. It's people like yourself that do make society a better, a, a more cohesive, more functioning um, arena for us all to coexist in. So I want to say thank you on behalf of all our community. And... If there's anything you think you've forgotten, tell me before I put this out. And if you want to come back, by the way, and talk about any of the other initiatives, whether we're here or at Can Do, mm. we're going to be putting this out regularly. You might want to put out a campaign to, um, to raise funds for certain things, so we'll do that. Anything you want to do, really. Also, on the 21st of June, we're doing a... We're hoping to do, in partnership with everyone, including the mayor and whoever, uh, a um, unlock re... What's it called again? Thank you. Just testing it because all day long should be yeah. yeah, the Unlock Reset Festival. Yeah. Want to involve as many from primary schools right through to senior citizens, if that's a, just an age thing. But organisations. Well, you mentioned Malmesbury and uh, you know, Springs from Eternal. Hills. Yeah. Yeah. They then develop that now. They've got the the council who've given them part of the town hall to operate from. So cool. they store stuffs there, and they're doing all the other activities coordinated yeah. together yeah. as one mission. Yeah. And I'd like to see that happening. Perfect. And you know, we've got some great councillors here. Desna, yes, absolutely. I was going to say Desna Allen, Sandy Webb, to name two. Councillors that I've known for years. And I know the one you don't like, but Peter Sutton, who's the other side of the wall of yeah. the fence, he does support an awful lot of the things that we do yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. His, 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 his support has it, been good. Uh, no, of course, because it's very unthreatening. 
Um, my, mine is very direct because we're kind of a, a non, you know, a non-affiliated organisation mm. and we work right across the board. I, and um, actually he's done an interview and I've, I've actually probably resolved a few of those issues-ish. I think it's up for people to make their minds up. I see from my perspective, if I'm using the Bridge Centre more than any other organisation with the type of young people I'm using it with and I'm having great success, just told you, took them to America, but doing it, one became but, a pilot. But we the have point none is, of those community buildings now. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying to you. So, you know, so therefore, so therefore yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, of course. You know, so I'm saying, if I'm trying to keep kids from mental health problems and, and worse, yeah, mental health and prison, right, hmm. and the only place I can do it and use utilise it, we don't get co-funded from no, the government no, or no. the church or anyone else, is the bridge centre, so that, unfortunately, it's no longer there. Without any consultation, we asked to have it. Yeah. We asked to say we, we would run the bridge centre. And we, and we and look what would have happened if we did. It would have been brilliant. And it would have been there during the pandemic. Point is, we've had to get money from Wiltshire, uh, the Wiltshire, Wiltshire Foundation, fantastic, to pay the Rotarians. Us, yes. to, to pay the Rotarians, bless them, for the use of a hall to facilitate yeah. the most vulnerable children in our society during the worst pandemic or the worst and public they, thing. They supported us in the food bank too. Yeah, of they're course, really they're good. fantastic. They but it shouldn't be up to the Rotarians. Yeah. That it is, thank, I was going to say God, but I don't know where that would fall with you, but just thank, thank goodness that we've got people like yourself and the Rotarians. I'm not having a go at Peter Hutton. I'm having a go at the fact that in role, he made decisions, or decisions were made, that made my job, which was already, let yeah. me just explain, yeah. not me personally, us as an organisation and other organisations, it made it harder. Do they take good advice? No, because I said, don't mothball it, let us utilise it. I right? had no problems with His the bridge centre being demolished and something better being put. Oh yes, that's yes, what I'm saying, do that, but oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. shouldn't have demolished yeah, yeah. it until, until they had got a good an plan. alternative. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's they, what they, I said. They built a okay. flipping big, very big car yeah, park at Moncton Park, but yeah. they can't afford to build the, uh, the <laughs> ground floor <laughs> to be <laughs> in the bridge centre. That's the same thing. I'm going to look after that building. When you tell me, if you say, look, Ed, we've got a massive offer from Marks and Spencers, or uh, whoever it is, they're going to build there, and, but there's going to be, from that money, we're going to take the money and we're going to build a better modern facility for young people, I'd yeah. say, and communities. Fanta and everyone can use it. Fantastic, brilliant. Yeah. Not, a, not a complaint. I said to them, do not mothball this building and do not knock it down until you've got another sort of thing. Never listen to me against that. Man, I've been the home office, I've been all over the country. And you're, you know, local councillors in, in, in relatively, I work in all sorts but of it, cities. But it comes down to this. But there's enough money it's now. The centre of town yeah. facility for someone yeah. like yeah. Olive Branch. When we were trying yeah. to find new premises, yeah. the help we got from the council, zilch. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it, it's a big challenge. We did eventually get some help with adapting a promises we we found, which yeah. we had to pay thirteen thousand a year for, yeah. uh, from the area board. Yeah. But the support is not there. We, even when we approached the NHS to use some of St Andrews Hospital, yeah. oh no, no, we're going to let that commercially. Yeah. It's not being designated oh, for community yeah, no, I use. Agree. I agree. I agree. So, so for me, we're on totally on the same page. They'd like uh, us to be out of town. Yes. Where all our all our, yeah. you know, all our, uh, the people we're providing the service for ha can't get to it. Can't get to it. They need to be able to walk. Don't yeah. they? It should be where the people are, not where the, the other people want them to be. I totally agree. So that was my, that was, that was my beef. If, if, uh, and a, and a plant-based diet, so there you go, uh, with Pete Hutton. Uh, he's been in to do this in, uh, over this weekend of interviews, you'll see it. And he, he, he's got his own reason for that. I mean, 
Uh, I will just say though, uh, I met his wife for the first time. I just want to say that she was absolutely lovely. And I am hoping to dance with her on the 21st of June at the... <laughs> I am. She is, honestly, I, you know, I've seen Pete in a few things and, yeah. and, and obviously heard that he, he, he didn't like me, which is, which is on extraordinary, I can't believe but it. But he did things other councillors didn't. When I was a street pastor, yeah. he came out at, until four in the morning with us to yeah. see what it was we did. Yeah, yeah, what again, we were providing. again yeah. great, but he never came to Candy Watts. He, he, he had the youth portfolio. He never once visited literally the place in this town that does more work right across the board, all the way through term time, holiday times, through pandemics, you name it, never once came. Now, I've, as I said, he's been here since and bless him and, and, and you know, he's got his reasons and whatever. He, he's completely and utterly wrong, mm. but good luck to him. Um, his wife, is fantastic, and if I could dance with her on most days, I think I would. I th she, you know, she works for the NHS. This sounds a bit weird. It's, it sounds more than what I'm saying it is, but I was absolutely enthralled by her and what she does for a living and what she does, uh, what she supports as a charity. Mm. So he must be either very fortunate or a decent bloke, which I tend to believe <laughs> that he is. Really, he just doesn't like me because I'm way too good looking for this town, as we all know, and annoying. You, however, sir, are a fine, fine man. I have to say, I, look, I've, I think I've got some sort of um, problem. It's like, it's like Tourette's. I, I, I sometimes just say things, you know. I'm saying it now because I can't stop myself. I'm really interested in, and uh, appreciative of not only... Because you can say all this. There's been plenty of politicians that would just say stuff, right? You've already put your money where your mouth is or your time and effort where it's needed throughout society. So I want to... From my self perspective, it's like well done. That you're now going to go into some might say a lion's den, I say a big jar of treacle. Uh, but up till now, I've been young enough to be active with the youngsters. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting too old for that now. Ah, come on now, running and playing. Come on, <laughs> we must be the same age, sure. We must be. I've got too many artificial limbs to do it anymore. <laughs> I've got too much artificial intelligence to not turn to. You, Rebecca, I have been programmed. I am going to get... <laughs> I mean, on Spotify, this sounds great. Visually, rubbish. Right, anything else you want to say, sir? Yeah, You're an absolute yeah. star. Thank you gentlemen. for the opportunity. No, no, it's an absolute yeah. pleasure. Adrian Foster. Mm -hmm.